0: By the way, in the latest, as the Alabama coaching search turns, we had Dan Lanning throw the video out yesterday, right? The little hype video, essentially saying, if you think your coach is leaving, come to Oregon. So we, we, we feel like Lanning is out. I don't, Matt Baker, who covers all things Florida sports for the Tampa Bay Tribune. You know when Terrence Ferguson committed to Florida State, Mike Norvell had the tweet that has the has the mascot on the horse, and he's got the the spear in his hand, and uh, everyone kind of thought that meant that Mike Norvell wasn't going anywhere. But Matt Baker pointed out this is what he posts after every single commitment that they get. So I don't know if you want to make too much out of that with Norvell. But Josh, as you brought up, you get Ferguson, and now you have this issue with the NCAA, and I wonder, okay, how might that affect things? And then this morning, right off the top of the show, Texas football tweets out a video with Steve Sarkeesian that says, just getting started, which I basically think you can translate that to mean uh, Steve Sarkeesian is not going anywhere. He also... Well, he threw something out last night that was like, what, great day to be a Longhorn? So I guess Jimmy Sexton got him a raise is the way that you might look at that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably fair to say.
0: Meanwhile, uh, Dave Softy-Mahler, who covers all things Washington for KJR, uh, just tweeted that gif of Michael Scott where he kind of puts his hands in his head and is rubbing his eyebrows. So it might lead you to believe, if you want to overanalyze social media activity, Josh, it might lead you to believe that we are truly on Kalen DeBoer watch as potentially becoming the next head coach at Alabama.
1: Is, something to keep an eye on. Is there a scenario where Alabama gets none of these guys? Oh yeah, I mean, that's, oh absolutely. That that's something we have to consider here. If is it just too intimidating? To a number of people to try and go follow Nick Saban. I know that some of the folks uh, on the text line, I've seen a couple of texts over the last several days, enough of that, right? That it's uh, trying to follow Mm -hmm. Saban. It's so tough. But for these coaches, do they feel that a little bit? Maybe so. Maybe so, Josh. Because the the early signs right now is Dan Dan Lanning sticking. Sark is sticking. If you buy into Ferguson's commitment uh, being any kind of a factor, maybe that means that Norvell is sticking. Dabo yep. Sweeney, there's an emotional tie, I think, to Clemson that I could see him wanting to stay put. So I don't know. I mean, if you get none of those guys, Lane Kiffin, I feel like, would jump, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I think he wouldn't in heartbeat.
1: Interesting. I think you wouldn't
0: heartbeat. Did you see what Travis just tweeted? At Travis Skull on Twitter? No. Uh, he said the Alabama opening will cumulatively <laughs> – it's a big word, Trav – will cumulatively cost athletic departments from coast to coast $100 million in contract extensions for their current coaches. And honestly, it might be closer to $200 million. That's a powerful job opening. I've never seen anything like this in a sport. Trav's right. He's right. Because you saw it now – I'm sure that Dan, Dan Lanning, how about Dan Lanning having a $20 million buyout? But Lanning, I'm sure, got a raise. Sark got a raise. I'm willing to bet that you know, Kalen DeBoer, if he doesn't take it, he's going to get a raise. And Mike Norvell, and he's going to get a raise out of it. Oh, and then, by the way, you're going to have to pay the new coach. <laughs> I loved what uh, A quick question just off uh, – help me out on the text line on this one, 405 651 The vitriol reaction from Bama fans whenever it was announced that Tommy Reese had interviewed, did you see that?
1: <laughs> no, but uh, it, it was, was not well received.
0: It was not well received. But I, I'm trying to remember whenever the rumor mill was circling for Oklahoma. I'm trying to remember if there was a candidate that had fans feeling that kind of way whenever they heard that they were in the mix. Trying to remember, there's no one. I, I think Aranda was mentioned a few times. I mean, everyone seemed to want Luke Fickle too, if it wasn't going to be BV.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know that there <laughs> was remember. a a hated candidate. Maybe uh, Landy was just because we didn't know a lot about him. Maybe, but I, the the vibe I got from the fan base was I, I could talk myself into a little bit of anything. Right. I mean, right. the fan base so badly in that moment wanted something to feel good about.
0: Yeah. All right, portal update. Josh, every single day at 10 a.m. or around there, 10.08 is the case today, we do our best to give you a roster slash portal update. Some days we'll just kind of parse through everything that's taken place to make sure that we can reset. And as always, our portal updates brought to
1: you by Swift
0: Co., correct?
1: Brent Swift and his crew? SwiftCo Roofing and Construction, yes, brings us all of our transfer portal news. Call 405 831 Two two two. That's eight triple two. And Brent Swift, in his 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience, they'll come out personally and look at your roof and your home. Online SwiftCoTeam.com. All right. So two notes.
0: Oklahoma adds its 11th, uh, 10th. Sorry, 10th player out of the portal in Casey Thompson. I would written a lot of questions that I have for Casey Thompson whenever he joins the show eventually, Josh. Um, yeah, I might work them through you. Here, here's a couple. Do you worry about getting your application in for your AARP? Do you get excited when people card you, which is definitely an old man thing. <laughs> that is definitely an old man thing. It's like,
1: oh, uh. Are you yeah. are you embracing the Van Wilder comparisons, or is that upsetting to you? There you
0: go. Do you like it if we just call you Van Wilder? Casey did Wilder. You, did you know that there were people you went to high school with that now have two kids and a family? <laughs> but and, and I think a majority of fans get what this is. I think there's some casuals that are like, oh. Oklahoma had to get a guy that's already been at Texas and has already been at Nebraska and has already been at Florida Atlantic and has gotten his seventh year to play quarterback for him. No, no, no. They're 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 getting a legacy guy who I think is going to be good for this team. And I talk about it a lot. I I hope he is right. I talk about it a lot on this program, Josh. A moment, a moment that really stayed with me. A moment that really stayed with me was after OU beat Nebraska. Casey Thompson went to find Brent Venables. And they had a really long embrace after the game. Because remember the rumor was at that time, you know, that maybe Casey Thompson was going to come to Oklahoma from Texas. He chose Nebraska. Oklahoma had Dylan Gabriel. And kind of the rest is history. But this might seem kind of cheesy for some of y'all. But I love the fact that all the Thompson boys have played here at Oklahoma. From Charles to Kendall to now Casey. And we know what he's here for. He's here to provide some depth and experience in that quarterback room that Oklahoma really doesn't have. Right?
1: Absolutely. And the familial legacy at Oklahoma, I just think it's kind of cool from that standpoint that uh, that Casey Thompson will, for this, this final seventh year, be a Sooner as well, but yeah, in terms of what he adds to Oklahoma, I, I like the text that we got earlier from Chapstick. We were talking about okay, well, what right. do you want out of a backup quarterback? And uh, I, I said, hey, you want somebody that can go win you a game, right? One game, if you get in that pickle where your starting quarterbacks a little bit dinged up for a week or two, and probably Chapstick had a better response than that, which was. Don't lose a game for your team. Right, that's a backup's role, <laughs> and Casey Thompson can be that guy for Oklahoma, where he's he's got a number of uh, starting experiences at Texas and at Nebraska. Power Five football, it's not going to freak him out. He's he's been here. He's done that.
0: I like the uh, I like I like the text that I or tweet that I got. It's like, dang, Plank Sooner is really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Sorry, and I'm like, bro, it's um. He's coming in to provide some depth in the quarterback room. I think he's going to – and you know what I think too, Josh? I think he's going to be good for the team. I think he's going to be good for the team. He's also 32 years old. All right, uh, so that was the big add of yesterday, which brings the overall number to 10. And just to catch everyone up, here are the portal additions. Now, Brent Vendable said about 10, Josh. Yes, he did. So if – If they don't get Zalance heard, I wonder if they're just done in the portal. But Casey Thompson joins a group of skill players. That includes Bauer Sharp, the tight end out of southeast Louisiana, and Jake Roberts, the tight end from Norman, Norman North, by way of North Texas through Baylor. Also on the skill position side, you can add Sam Franklin, the running back from UT Martin, And it's been so long, Josh, we kind of forget about the addition of Deion Burks from Purdue, don't we? We shouldn't.
1: No. He's going to be a big-time playmaker for Oklahoma.
0: Trench guys in Spencer Brown, who many think is going to come in and be the starting right tackle. Uh, Fabecchi Weewoo, interior offensive lineman out of North Texas. Michael Tarquin who started at Florida, went to USC, and is now at Oklahoma. Now, keep in mind, uh, there's a lot of debate about, you know, where he might fit in. Maybe he's a swing tackle, big kid, you know, 6'6". And then, of course, there is Caden Woolard. Caden Woolard being the edge rusher, and Des Malone, the defensive back. That is the 10 portal additions for Oklahoma. And, again, uh, all I seem to be on... Zalance heard. Terrence Ferguson yesterday chose Florida State. But I gotta be honest with you, Josh, I, I haven't been able to find too many Zalens heard updates out there. Don't want to say that this is usually that moment where I, I look at the text line and it's like he chose he chose Michigan eight years ago. He committed you, what, to Washburn. He's it's been ever. there forever. What are you doing? But I haven't seen much. Uh he is he hasn't tweeted since December. I think he's a little bit more of a, I think he's a little bit more of an Instagram guy, anyway. But he he is he is the kind of guy, right? That I think you look at and you automatically say, I want that guy on my squad. That's the kind of dude. That's the kind of person that I think you go in the portal that helps you out, at least in the eyes of some, right away.
1: Sure. While well, the situation up front, you feel like, yes, he would have a chance to come in and start. Again, I I don't know that it's Oklahoma's prerogative or their general mode of operation to go hand out starting gigs out of the transfer portal. Right, that you just guarantee them. But I think you can you can present something as look, you got a pretty good chance here.
0: Yeah. All right. Quick break. Anything? Oh, anything more in the portal to add? Anything more on the Cruton side of things that we need to get to here, or are we good?
1: Well, I think we're, we're waiting on Zalance heard right? And then yeah. uh, we'll see if there's any more shuffling once you get into the, and, you know, out of the spring. And beyond that, I think probably we're about done.
0: Mm. All right, we got some basketball to get to. Uh, speaking speaking of uh, OU football, we do know that there is that Board of Medians rating, uh board of regents meeting that's coming up later today uh seth latrell's contract will be talked about um they'll they'll review the contract and the compensation for joe john finley and the rest of brent venable's assistants and jerry schmidt i i would would think i would would hope at some point we're gonna find out about zach alley if it does if it does happen josh that i don't know um there are issues beyond just it needed board of regents approval then we won't find anything out today i I, but again like those of you who have said well they they need to have the board of regents meeting before he can be announced i've never heard of that being a thing before an announcement of a coach maybe it is maybe it's a new thing but i've never heard of it being a thing so quick break when we come back let's uh, dive into the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line i we open up a can of worms with NIL Talk. You guys have responded in a big way, and we'll dive into it next right here on The Ref.
1: Our number two presented by Allison Insurance. Check them out online, allisoninsurance.com. Number to call, 405-745-2968. Give Bob and Robert Allison, give them a buzz, let them find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. The text line is fired up. 405 651 3439 that is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line. Wouldn't you think if Nick Saban was retiring, he's already secured somebody and they just haven't let us know yet. That's uh, from Mark from Enid.
0: Yeah, you would you would think I don't know though. You would think, but I don't think that's I don't think that's the case, to be honest with you, Josh. I don't I don't know what's the best way to put this. He's still going to have an office there. He's still going to be somewhat involved. And I'm sure that he has uh like he, they're going to listen to him on things, but I don't I don't necessarily know if he just has a guy where he's like, "Yeah, that's the guy that I think you should get." Now, you know One theory that was posed, Josh, was that the one guy that Nick Saban really has a great relationship with and never coached with is Deion Sanders. I don't know how you want to look at that. I don't know if you want to feel some sort of way about that, but... That was brought up the other day is just hey, this is a name. He has a great relationship. I think they share the same agents.
1: They're they're in that uh commercial together. They're in a commercial together.
0: I don't know, man. That would be that would be hilarious. I think Dion would be awesome at Alabama. I think Alabama fans would hate it at first, then as soon as Dion started talking, they're like, That's our guy. That's my coach.
1: Yeah, that's uh <laughs> It would be nothing short of exciting, <laughs> for sure. It would be very entertaining. Uh, all right, where you want to go next? 6 2 If nobody is willing to take the Alabama job, would Saban come back? I don't think so. I think he's done. Did you, did you listen to the interview? With uh, Reese? Yeah. N- no, I saw okay. it making the, the rounds. I'd love to hear some of it.
0: Yeah, I, I got some of it in the top five stories of the day. Nick Saban didn't sound like a guy to me that was that was torn. He sounded, and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Josh, he sounded like a guy that's just tired. He's just tired. Here, here's a couple things. Because everyone, is there an illness? Is there something going on? No, I think my just wore
2: out. My role was a little different this year. I was more involved with the defense, had to be more involved with the defense. Uh, that took a little more time, put a little more stress you know, on me, made me feel like maybe I wasn't doing as good a job as I needed to in other parts of our team. And I just have a high standard for how I do things. And if I can't, if I don't feel like I'm living up to that standard, I'm really disappointed.
0: And then uh, this is... <sighs> This is the long, long, full kind of dance version, dance mix version of, of the why.
2: My role was a little different this oh, year. It here, it took here. a little more time, put a little more stress, you know, on me. Made me feel like maybe I wasn't doing as good a job.
0: Did I just play the exact same one? Hold on, my bad.
2: No, I don't think there's any good time, especially when you're a coach, because once you're a coach, you think you're going to be a coach forever. But I actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches, uh, recruiting players. Uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. And to be honest, this last season uh, was grueling. Uh, it was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Took a little, little more out of me than usual. And you know, when people mentioned the health issue, it was really just the grind of. Can you do this the way you want to do it? Can you do it the way you've always done it and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season? And if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future uh, the way I I think I have to do it, I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that, like I said, there's never a good time. Uh, But I thought maybe this was the right time.
0: Yeah,
1: what do you think? I, I would say uh, probably he made a good decision then. I mean, yep. look, uh, he's won seven national championships. We all know the accolades. Uh, legendary right. run with Alabama. If you're at the point where the mind takes you, can I keep doing this? Do I have the energy to keep doing this? Probably yes. It's it's the right time to hand it off.
0: Greg Greer. All right, hold on. Is this legit? Um. Sean just texted me and said that uh, Greg Greer is reporting that Kalen DeBoer is going to be the next Alabama head coach. Hold on, let's double check this.
1: Interesting.
0: Greg Greer, CBS. Let's see here. Seems he does only have 205 followers on Twitter.com um
1: that's not that's a bad start that, that's
0: a little bit of a concerning start uh he does he does claim to be a part-time gambler as well so that's according to greg with two g's greer on twitter so we'll keep tabs is on that. that
1: right, is that just take a stab in the dark and maybe, maybe I, I'll be right?
0: Yeah, 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 I think that's exactly what it is. All right, let's hit a couple more texts before we get. Obviously a lot to get to on the uh, on the Nick Saban stuff, which we'll do coming up later on in the program.
1: Vinny Paul, these coaches spend hours of, uh, hundreds of hours recruiting every class. There are consequences to winning the bidding war for every guy in the portal. Throwing away that effort is not an option. Yeah. It, uh, go back if you missed.
0: If you missed the first hour of the show, I think we had what Josh in segment two about a twenty-minute portal con- or NIL conversation, where we just kind of threw it all out there, right? The questions, the concerns, the issues. I don't have an answer that's going to make everyone feel good or everyone feel bad about it. I'm just here to tell you that Oklahoma is competitive in NIL. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that they have. You know, people saying Lane Kiffin goes spend $18 million in the portal like Ole Miss got. That's not going to happen at Oklahoma. But I also, I mean, listen, I love Dean to death, but him dumping on the OUNIL stuff on Twitter, I just I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right. And I think people feed off that because they'll see OU lose guys like Ferguson and at Caden Green. I mean, Oklahoma was incredibly competitive with Caden Green. I mean, they gave him an offer that, I've talked to more than just Gabe. Several former players said, I lot money. So I don't think you're looking at a situation where Oklahoma is not competitive, but they're just not going to be that team that's throwing the 18 mil out there all the time. They don't want to be reckless. Is there a song that talks about not being reckless? <laughs> all right, you want to need a couple more of them?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's just rifle through several of the Go for it. NIL responses. Uh, from the 405, maybe OU will up their NIL game after we lose to Missouri and Ole yeah. Miss next season, <laughs> and, Maybe and so. that's look that's going to exist out there for people if uh, if things don't go according to plan and you don't get hurt and you you obviously didn't get Ferguson and Caden Green left even though the reports are you match this uh, there's going to be people that feel that way right? right I mean it is what it is if you're yep. not successful and other programs quote unquote outbid you and then beat you that's going to give the people that feel this kind of way. Ammunition playing
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Where you want to go next?
1: K Dub in the nine one eight. It's a fair point. Of there's no proof these teams buying players equals winning a title. What's also true and what I care more about is OU constantly losing out on elite talent means we won't win a national title either. How uh?
0: What were they talk about with the recruiting rankings and where Michigan and Washington were? The first two teams, Michigan's the first team to play for the title that doesn't fit that blue chip index or whatever. And what what what, th- what did all their offensive linemen have in common? What did all their guys in the trenches have in common?
1: Well, there were a lot of transfers,
0: and they were all old. <laughs> they were all old. They had three transfers on the offensive line, right? Uh, two two of them that played. One of them was their swing guy. So I I understand. I I completely get that. I just wouldn't. I think some people think that Brent Venables and Bill Beanbow are sitting in B.B.'s office with their legs kicked up with a Dan Lanning cigar that's like, we're not paying you. You can't come play here.
1: Like, no, they're out grinding away. Well, I think uh, initially Venables maybe had a little bit more of that mindset.
0: Oh, I think – I'll tell you what. Initially, I think for a lot of people in college football – they didn't even want to be talking about trans about uh, nil. It was like, come here and play. You'll have those opportunities. It quickly, Josh, and I mean quickly, became a topic of conversation
1: nonstop. Well, the reality sunk in that. Yep. To, on some level, you you have to be competitive there. Yeah. You can't ignore. You can't say, uh, no, we're only doing X, Y, Z. You got to be involved in all of it. To some I, I had
0: a fr- I had a friend of mine tell me something really interesting. Um, I'm not going to say which school it was, but he he works in in NIL. He works in uh, basically that relationship that is allowed between school and uh, trying to make sure that everything is on the up and up for those that care about rules. And he said, it's funny, uh, I had a staff that told me they don't care about NIL And they're only going to worry about it for the guys that are on the roster. And then he said about two months later, I was told it's the most important thing, and we better make sure we get our eyes dotted and our T's crossed. Yeah, uh, it's how rapidly (laughs) it changed. It it, it was two months, Josh. It was two months, which is hilarious. All right, let's hit a couple more, then we'll break.
1: Uh, from the 405, Vinable said from day one, he isn't building a team. He took the job to build a program. So right. it's not going to be pay to play at Oklahoma, and I agree
0: 100%. But I do think it's going to be relational and not transactional. I know some of you are tired of that and hearing that. But you, you won't be when it wins, and then you'll be out there bragging and beating your chest about the culture and heat culture in Oklahoma, if you will. But – I I do think even there's a part that that shifted a bit to where, all right, there's certain things that, you know, recruiting is an inexact science. And you are, I mean, Malachi Nelson was the number one quarterback and everyone wanted him, and he couldn't, you know, he couldn't beat out a three-, four-star recruit, and now he's going to Boise. It's an inexact science. You just don't know. So sometimes you have to hit that portal and spend money to bring guys in. That's the reality of it. And I think that's not necessarily changed the whole mindset, but I think you've seen that shift to where that the staff gets it. There is not a single conversation that any of these coaches have in recruiting to where something involving dollars and NIL doesn't come up, right? It's got to be going on right now.
1: It would be rare that, uh, at least for four- and five-star guys, that that what? doesn't come up in some regard, and transfer guys. i right, say one more, then we we'll break. Can I actually give you two real quick? Oh, absolutely. Here's no uh, from Sean. Not everyone wants to come to or even stay at Oklahoma. The bag man, boogeyman, straw man is a coping mechanism for some and an excuse for others. The bag is the ultimate excuse. We're recruiting at a top ten level. A few, i.e. one or two, may fit the narrative, but overall it's an excuse. OU matched Green's request. He simply didn't want to be here.
0: That sucks, but it's a reality. You know what, um, I didn't know what to think of Oklahoma when I came here. Uh, I, had a, I had a girl in my, I had a Tulsa shirt, Josh. I, I had one Tulsa sweatshirt, my favorite sweatshirt. And I would wear it a lot whenever I was a senior in high school. And Heather Story would always joke, she's like, you're going to Oklahoma? like tumbleweeds rolling around. You're going to get to ride a horse? I mean, literally, and this was Wood River, Illinois. Okay, we're not
1: necessarily some. I know, mecca, it's like right? it's like what people in Andover, Kansas would say about Oklahoma. It's like, right. dude, you live in Andover, Kansas. It's, you it's don't like have that Wood Wood- right.
0: But once you get here, and once I got here, it's like, this is awesome. I love it. I I, I don't want to live anywhere else the rest of my life. I, I, I'm 48 now. I think the, the roots are kind of set, Josh. But I, I love Oklahoma. I'm always going to have a home here, regardless of what happens in my life. For some people, it's just not their thing. Not their thing. Might be too slow-paced. Might be too far away from family. Might not have enough shopping options. (laughs) And that's a hard thing for us to hear. And and every school is like this, right? When a guy or or a gal doesn't choose your school, regardless of the sport, what does it immediately come? Oh, they dropped the bag. They dropped the bag. It's never, oh, they might have liked that school a little bit more. Did you say you had one more or was that both of them?
1: Uno Mas, Mark okay. from Enid. You have to walk a fine line. If it gets out in the OU locker room that another player is making more than another player at a certain position and they get their feelings hurt, they're just going to jump in the portal and hold out for more money every time. Yeah, absolutely. But at some point, I do think we're going to get to a, a place, and I'm not saying it's next season or within five years. I think there's going to come a point where it is a little bit more common knowledge what everybody's earning.
0: Yeah, Oh. It, well, that's that's where the confusion is right now, right? It's like, what's the database going to look like? How are we going to know? What's it going to be? Because everyone's going to want to know what everyone is making. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's a lot of NIL talk. I don't know if, like I said, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to have you feel a certain way. You're going to feel how you want to feel, and that's fine. I will just tell you that to act as if, to act as if, there's no effort being put on that front I think is is an error but I also understand where people would say well then what's going on do we not have the money is Brent not wanting to spend it do we not understand that they got to spend more maybe you also step back and say well they looked at it and thought you know what I'd rather spend that resource on making sure that that I can keep a Jaron Canick or a Kip Lewis or a, Makai, a Malachi, Macari Vickers is his brother named Malachi. I don't know. It's just, it's always interesting to me. All right, we got a break. We got a break. Um, when we come back right here on the ref, let's dive in to the Nick Saban replacement news. Plus, we got a big hoops game coming up tomorrow in Norman, OU and Texas Tech, two o'clock tip, and in Lawrence. Can the Sooners break the curse? We'll talk about it next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Home of Sooner Fans OU basketball tomorrow at Kansas. OU women at home against Texas Tech. I'm a little bit worried about the crowd tomorrow at two o'clock for the OU Tech game. Do I have any pool over there, guys, with the weather the way it is? I just want to let people in for free. I think that might be the best idea. Just let him come on in. And plus you add that the OU men's team is in a top ten matchup with Kansas at 1 o'clock. But 2 o'clock tomorrow, OU Texas Tech. And then, Josh, you and I haven't had an opportunity to talk a lot about tomorrow night in Kansas City. When your beloved Kansas City Chiefs square off against the Miami Dolphins. And what's being described as potentially one of the coldest evenings for football wait for it ever
1: yes uh, the wind chill i mean they're talking like minus 20 right it's uh yeah that's gonna be fascinating to watch it'll be uh, i would imagine a lot of running of the football yeah yeah which actually
0: gosh i don't this cannot happen? Okay, I worry that benefits the Dolphins a little bit. Well, yeah.
1: After what A-chan yeah. did, uh, you know, versus the Bills, how could you not feel pretty good about it? We'll see. I mean, Pacheco, I would imagine, will be back to full speed, and and uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it'll it'll be a good old fashioned uh, football game with the conditions. I would think over
0: under of forty three and a half. I
1: it would take the under. With, with these
0: explosive offenses, it seems wild. I think you should take the under. Uh, and you then mean with that
1: explosive offense in well, Miami?
0: I, I know the Chiefs have struggled a little bit. Uh, Three thirty tomorrow, Browns at Texans. Weather controlled. They're in the in the dome in Houston. And then a sweet, sweet little triple header on Sunday. Steelers Bills at noon. Three thirty on Fox. Packers Cowboys seven o'clock. Rams Lions. And then on Monday night. We get the Eagles and the Buccaneers. I just realized, my stepdad's going to be able to come over and watch the games with me. Let's go.
1: Yeah, It's going to be a great weekend of football. I'm excited.
0: Um, All right. I wanted to do a little bit on the coaching search here for Nick Saban, uh, the replacement for Nick Saban. But are are you buying any? Now, I appreciate everyone who hasn't listened to the whole show for dropping us the notes. Yes, we hit on Kalen DeBoer. Not making his radio appearance this morning. We talked about that. He's the Washington head coach. He was due to be on uh, with KJR this morning, and he canceled the appearance because he's meeting with the athletic director. Now that would lead you to believe one of two things: number one, he's he's meeting to tell him goodbye because he's taking the Alabama job, or he's meeting to negotiate that pay raise. But at the very least, Josh. It seems to be pretty pretty consistent with there's at least an offer out there, right? It seems to lead you to believe that something might at the very minimum be going on with Kalen Abor and Alabama.
1: Oh, I, I mean, how could you not draw that conclusion? He's sitting in with the athletic director's office and... Canceling the regularly programmed radio appearance. Yeah, right. he's, something's going on. What, in your mind, what would you think of that hire? I think that out of all of the options, I'd feel best about them hiring DeBoer. If you're really? talking about uh, best for Oklahoma. Best for
0: Oklahoma. Okay. L- I think it's, I the, like, I think well, it's you're the, looking at this. I
1: think it's the least... I think it's – to me it feels like the least consequential roadblock. And that's somebody that just coached in the national championship game, but I just uh, – I need to see more from DeBoer before I feel like uh, he's a better fit than Dabo Sweeney or Sarkisian or Norvell. To me that I – don't, I don't think he was their first option.
0: No, I don't either. I, I do – I'm starting to believe that their first option was Dan Lanning. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I truly am starting to believe that. Uh, Tim Watts covers Alabama for Bama Online. He was on the Andy Staples On 3 show, and he uh, he had some interesting takes on what he thinks. Now, this was late last night, but there's still some pretty good news. I, I'm saying that because he mentioned Sark here, and it seems like Sark is staying in Texas,
3: but... I have a theory And there's not a lot based around it other than the confidence he felt when he made his 72-hour announcement. There's a lot of confidence in that statement. He didn't really leave a lot of leeway that it might, you know, like, we might know more in 72 hours. He was felt pretty confident, so I feel like he knows who his man is. I think he has a guy he is going for full throttle. I think he's got an A guy he's going to go after, you know, deducing who it might be. I would suggest maybe Steve Sarkeesian would be the top candidate, connects his to Alabama, Nick Saban's still going to be around the program, Um, you know. You know, help. You know, rejuvenate his career. Now, Mm -hmm. I granted, I understand how great Texas is. I understand the program's great. They got a ton of money. They're in the playoffs. They're rocking and rolling. Not taking any of that away from Texas. I understand the obstacle, but I think in this situation, you're placing Nick Saban. You got to take your shot, and I think he's as good a shot as any. Kirby Smart's another one. I think you go straight for your shot. And I do think even if he doesn't hit that shot, he's got someone he has in mind. So, and again, I think you got a couple guys lined up. There's a lot of confidence in the fact he's going to get his guy. So we'll see. We'll see.
0: If that guy is Sark, it doesn't look like he's going to get him.
1: Confidence is waning.
0: <laughs> Why do you think they wouldn't look at Lane? Why do you think it's such a quick no with Lane Kiffin?
1: I think he's viewed as a little bit kooky. And. <laughs> I mean, right? right. I, I, I think it's as simple as that. And really, what he's done at Ole Miss has been incredibly impressive. People don't do that at Ole Miss. He's uh, an incredibly talented offensive mind. I think he's night and day from the guy that got left on a tarmac many, many moons ago. He's a legitimate big-time coach now, and I think it would be a great hire if uh, that's the direction Alabama goes. All right, quick break.
0: When we come back, we mentioned got a hoops game to preview. We'll dive into that OU-Kansas matchup with Josh Elmer. I'm Chris Plank. Plank Show is live from Riverwind Casino on a Friday right here on The Ref. All right, it's Plank Show.
1: You got any big plans this weekend, Josh Elmer? I'm hunkering down, man. Watching Are you? hoops, watching football. I can't
0: wait. I don't know if this was the best idea for my family to come in town this weekend, but there is a, there is a reason. Right, I am uh, – my niece is a very talented softball pitcher. She's an eighth grader, and she loves Oklahoma softball. And she is she is taking part in the. It's. I don't know. I don't think it's a team camp. It's like an individual camp. Oh, I don't know anything about camps. So she's going to this camp tomorrow, which I'm really really assuming is going to be indoors. If not, if not, she's gonna to have to find herself another catcher. But I, I'm her. Uh, I'm a bullpen catcher. So if I end up with a busted nose, it's because the rise got me, Josh. But, you know, as a uh, as a one-time starting catcher for East Alton Wood River Community High School back in the days, I feel like it's a talent like riding a bike. You know, I can always get down and, you know, frame that outside corner a little bit. I used to think I was pretty good at baseball until I watched OU play. Whenever I uh, we came down... Actually, it was during the World Series season. We watched a game in 94, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I suck at baseball. But we'll see how it goes. You worried about me at all? Coach Gasso, like, seemed legit worried about me. I think Coach Gasso thinks I'm the most unathletic person that she knows. She's worried anything I do athlet- anything I do athletically oriented, it's like suddenly her concern level seems to ramp up a bit.
1: Really cranks up. Yeah, she's like, you sure you're going to do that? I-, I think you'll handle it yourself uh, well we'll be good
0: how you feel about tomorrow in Lawrence I don't know why I don't know how else to put this but I feel really good am I misguided
1: yeah I I don't feel great about it Uh, I I hope we get uh, an inspired effort but Kansas coming off the loss I don't like that portion of it no but uh, we'll see I mean obviously uh, they're gonna go fight for it so and TCU is good so you can't get too hung up on that TCU is good. I'm
0: not necessarily freaking out about the loss to TCU. I think I'm more concerned with how good Bill Self is coming off a loss. Uh, and I guess I didn't really understand how good he was until I dug into the numbers. Kansas lost a game uh, earlier this season to Marquette. What they do the next game, bounced back and beat then number seven, Tennessee, by nine first and until Wednesday their only loss of the season which means that Bill Self as the head coach at Kansas is 111 and 17 after a loss he has never lost more than three games in a row Kansas has only had three uh, four three game losing streaks And, again, since he took over as head coach, they have only lost consecutive games 14 times during that run. Well, let's give him a 15. About to be 15 there, Hollywood. When we come back in our top five stories of the day, it's big story number one. We'll hear from Kansas play-by-play guy Brian Haney, not only to get an update on the injury situation with Hunter Dickinson, but to try to figure out what went wrong in that loss to UCF as we get set for OU and Kansas. And don't forget, OU women are home tomorrow at 2 o'clock. I know it's going to be tough. I know it's going to be cold, but I got good news for you. They play the game inside. So 2 o'clock tip for Oklahoma and Texas Tech. We'll talk about it next on The Ref.